Relationship Rewind on WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, a show where we rewind relationships in popular media and break down behaviors that are often considered normal but are actually based in power, control, and abuse. I'm your host, Allie Williamson, she, her pronouns, the Director of Prevention and Youth Services at Next Step Domestic Violence Project. Often, young people are expected to just know how to be in relationships in healthy and equal ways, but no one is born knowing that information. We learn through the examples of relationships given to us, and a big place that we see these examples is in the media that we watch. That's why this show uses media like movies and TV shows as tools to recognize and start conversations about harmful and unhealthy behaviors in the relationships portrayed, but this is not to pass judgment on the media that we are discussing. Our goal with the show is to invite young people in Maine to give their perspective and to voice their thoughts, opinions, and experiences around what they've seen in media and how it has impacted them or the people that they know. Every month, our guest speaker chooses a TV show or a movie that they've seen where they've noticed some of these behaviors being normalized, and we discuss their thoughts and experiences and how this has impacted them. There are sensitive materials in and spoilers of the media that we discuss in the episodes. Our guest this month is Olivia, she, her pronouns, a local college student and host of a podcast called Sisters in the Stars, which focuses on film analysis. When considering what Olivia wanted to talk about for today's episode, she thought a lot about the lack of conversation around good examples of consent in shows and movies, and more specifically, consent inside relationships and marriage. While re-watching the show Breaking Bad, she noticed one specific example that she wanted to have a conversation around. For a little context before our conversation, this show focuses on a high school chemistry teacher who turns to a life of crime after struggling to find a way to support his family following a diagnosis of stage 3 lung cancer. Our conversation today will focus on his relationship with his wife Skylar and does include a specific scene in which Walter assaults Skylar. If you would like to reach out to us for support or more information, please call Next Steps 24-7 and free helpline at 1-800-315-5579. This episode's conversation will be focusing on topics like consent and sexual assault. If you would like to reach out for support, you can call AMHC's Sexual Assault Services Program at 1-800-871-7741. If you'd like to reach out for support but you're not sure who to call, you can call 211 to find which resource may be helpful for you and to be connected with them. I'd like to now introduce Olivia for a discussion around Breaking Bad. So our show is all about breaking down some of the relationships that are shown in media where the actions between partners are not super healthy, but it's being shown in ways that make those kind of behaviors seem normal or even like romantic and ideal. Can you talk a little bit about your experience with this just kind of growing up and watching shows and movies? Of course. I think for me, Growing up, I do really think that the images we're seeing are really impacting how I view relationships. I think for me, a big trope that I think a lot of young people are introduced to is the romantic comedy type genre or the rom-com. I watched so many rom-coms growing up, and I definitely know that for myself, I've had to challenge some of my own assumptions about what it is to be in a relationship since often these sort of portrayals are like it's so easy or it's so natural or this like big romantic gestures that often aren't in reality so I think for myself it's it can you know impact us in so many ways 
the big romantic gestures is one that I definitely have also seen and like noticed so much, especially in like going back and watching all of the shows and movies I used to watch as a young person thinking, oh, wow, that's so romantic. I want that. But then if you like look at some of them very frequently, those big brand romantic gestures come after whatever miscommunication or hurtful thing a person did to try to make up for that. And then it's never talked about again. So there's no actual follow up. Absolutely. It's just kind of like, oh, if I do this thing, like it'll all be good and dandy. But, you know, we have, you know, in many cases, like you're mentioning, it's like there's lasting harm or impacts that maybe should be talked about or addressed um, and not just like a giant musical number in the mall compo- spazzing your love. Maybe that isn't really what's going to do it. <laughs> the unrealistic standards that it can set because I think you know there's a lot that you can fit into like an hour and a half two hour long movie where there are a bunch of grand romantic gestures and that's the view of these two people's relationships you're seeing but then when you have an actual long-term relationship not having those big grand romantic gestures like every other day might (laughs) throw you off a little bit Absolutely. I think it's the romanticization or almost the fantasy that we just get inundated with that when things don't pan out that way, it feels like, oh, there's something wrong with us when it's probably just the reality that it's just not accurate to most relationships. Definitely agree with you. So today we are going to be talking about Breaking Bad. Can you talk about why you wanted to discuss this Absolutely. So I had been thinking about doing this show and I knew I really wanted to talk about consent because it's just something that I feel like is one of the things about the show and like what we see or what we don't see. And consent is one of these things that I feel like personally for myself has been something I've seen so little of. And I just been happening to rewatch Breaking Bad And I came across this episode, which has a very clear sexual assault, absolutely like no consent. And it's also within a marriage structure, which to me was really interesting because I think when we see sexual assault or lack of consent, it's usually in really dramatic circumstances where this is an an intimate family household setting, which I felt like is just so important to kind of talk. Um, So that's why I picked the episode to bring today. A lot of times consent is not shown in a healthy or effective way on many TV shows and movies. I think a lot of times when it is shown where there is an actual consent happening, it's framed in this kind of way where it could be really, really misleading. Mm-hmm. It's related to, oh, this is a cute thing that's happening. This person's being really tenacious about this situation to try to get a person to consent when that in itself is not consent if you have to talk someone into it or be really tenacious about it so the way Mm -hmm. that it's framed gives a really really bad kind of view on what consent actually even looks like Mm -hmm. absolutely I think for myself it's it's one of those things that we don't talk enough about in society I think even myself like growing up especially as a female bodied person there's been many times in my life where I've also wondered what consent means and what it actually looks like and I've definitely reflected at moments in my life where I've been like oh that definitely wasn't consensual but I I didn't know at the time and probably felt pressured and a lot of influenced by things I was seeing in the media or whatnot it's a it can be a really blurry line so I think it's 
all the more powerful to have really awesome representation of that in film, which we currently aren't really seeing. Can you think of any examples from like this specific episode that you notice of maybe some not so great things being made to look normal or just kind of brushed over? Yeah, I think the first point I'll touch on is for me, it was a very clear kind of interaction with a couple and one member, the spouse or the female, it did not consent to have like a sexual interaction. And I think for me, that was just so jarring because in my brain watching it, it was like, this is an assault. And I think for me, it's like, it's a married couple. And I just was like, oh, I feel like I don't even like know how often we talk about within a marriage showing consent. And and to me, this was just so obvious that it was like one sided. And she actually verbalized like, no, like stop. And I think that to me was just such a, a really shocking, jarring moment when, you know, you have one part of the couple being like, no, stop. What are you doing? And having the other person not respond to that. That was kind of the first, I think, big kind of red flag I I noticed. Yeah, I know exactly kind of what scene you're talking about. And I thought the same exact things throughout that. And we definitely do not talk about it enough, especially, I think, in the context of marriage, like you had mentioned. I think that just historically, there's this idea persisting like in our society and in TV shows and in movies and just the way people kind of thought where marriage means just automatic consent when that is so much not the case. Like everybody has mm-hmm. the right to consent, to take away consent. It can change at any time. And mm-hmm. in this scene specifically, there is definitely not consent. There was never consent given in the first place. And she did actually actually verbalize like I do not want to do this right now you need to stop Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely I think it definitely was very jarring and you know I think it's interesting to like show these sort of moments in film like I always come from like what's the point like the arc and like the story and and I think like kind of touching on like can it be made to look normal or glorified I think this show is so tricky because often Walter White who's the main character in Breaking Bad we kind of see his like villain arc almost where he's a very much a flawed main character. So I think when you're often playing with a flawed main character, it's a tricky line to balance. But I do think for a lot of people watching this who don't have the understanding that this isn't okay, could normalize this and think that this is a perfectly normal or interaction in a marriage or a relationship that could happen especially since it plays within the sort of like power dynamics of like men and women. And for me watching this, it's very clear, but for like other people that may not have got the same read. I can completely see where you're coming from with that. And I think that one of the other things that I noticed that might throw a little bit more complexity into someone watching this and not having that background understanding that this is not consent and this is not okay is the fact that he had himself just witnessed something incredibly traumatic but no matter how scared how stressed we are feeling that is never okay like he was clearly trying to process through some things because of what was happening in his life outside of his marriage but what he was doing to his wife was absolutely not an okay way to work through those feelings 
Absolutely. And I think that's why this example is also so interesting because it there's this complexity, these layerings of like, you know, Walter White processing his emotions, but in a poor manner, which then impacts his wife. And it's this like layering. Um, but I just feel like, yeah, it's it's one of those things that it feels more honest into what could happen in real life because it's it's not as maybe disconnected. But I think it's so important to highlight because it feels real like this would happen. I really like that she pointed that out because you mentioned earlier how a lot of the examples that we get of situations where there is not consent present and there is a sexual assault happening is specific situation. And I think that uh, like historically society has had this idea of a sexual assault looking specifically at a few different kind of like parameters. And this gives a good example of how a sexual assault can happen between a married couple in this kind of situation. And it does, you know, feel like a very real example. If you're just joining in, this is Relationship Rewind on WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill. I'm your host, Ali Williamson, and today we have Olivia on to talk about consent and relationships and the show Breaking Bad. So how do you think that watching this scene and watching all of the complexities that are going into this might impact the people who are watching, who don't have that background information, or maybe even do have that background information? Yeah, it it did feel also very much like it was this moment and then kind of like swept under the rug. But I do feel like that can still be harmful since it it is one of those things that I feel like is so relatable to a lot of people and or they have these experiences to not have it be brought up or be like reiterate like this isn't okay and it's like yeah there's complexities it's a flawed main character but at the same time it's like what he did is still not okay and probably it would have been I think for a viewer like helpful to have reiterated that at some point that like is not how you should behave. I think the only thing that I noticed even kind of remotely touching on that is when his wife came out to their outdoor area and was basically saying, I know you're going through a hard time, but you cannot take it out on me. And he says nothing in response and it's completely dropped for the rest of the episode. And it felt very like kind of a difficult example to set, especially within, like you had mentioned, the context of marriage, because historically there has been that really harmful idea that once you're married, it's just an automatic like implied consent, when in reality implied consent doesn't really exist. And consent has to be completely enthusiastic. Everybody has to be knowing exactly what's going on. They have to be willing and excited about everything that's happening. So implied consent isn't really an actual thing. And I think that that's been a kind of harmful idea that's been attached to marriage and even just long-term relationships. And I think like you had mentioned, that can be really harmful, especially if it's not brought up again, that that is not okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that it can be really harmful because it can almost give the idea that like these very stressful, these very scary times in this person's life have led him to do this when that's not the reality of the situation like they are also existing at the same time that he did this action but nothing would make it okay for him to be doing this nothing justifies that he did what he did I think that's where this like show is like complex and you know it's a little less clear-cut but I think again it's one of those things that it feels honest in a way it's still important just because 
of the subject material to reiterate that it's not okay or or to to make a point and it's an interesting thing in film like what we show and what we tell and and also the responsibility it is for the filmmakers to you know do a better job at shaping and creating a healthier atmosphere in film even if they're showing like hard or flawed things I think there's a way you can do it artfully or tastefully and still like not I don't know create a toxic environment (laughs) I think that makes complete sense and I totally agree with you I think that there is definitely ways that you can make content really like entertaining and you can make it really artful and meaningful but also work to help make cultural changes that can be really, really important. And especially around situations like consent when historically there has been such damaging ideas towards it that it could be such a helpful way to make that change instead of reinforcing it. Because I think that in a lot of different TV shows and movies, and maybe in this one, they may think this is implied that this is not an okay thing. Like he's in kind of this kind of spiral because of everything that's going on in his life. He is making really poor choices. So viewers are going to know this is not an okay choice. But I don't think that that's necessarily the case, especially if you do not have the background information, because we don't know all of this stuff until we know all of this stuff. So if you're watching Mm -hmm. these things and you haven't learned these things yet, it can really, really set a negative impact on just how you're viewing relationships and how you're viewing things like Consent. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that kind of reminded me of the other reason, like why I felt like this was so jarring, but also is just often I re- was reflecting and, and how often I don't see consent at all. There's almost, I think, never I've seen like a super clear example of like verbal consent in film and television. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are like examples, but I think when I just was like thinking, I was like, I feel like it was more shocking to me to actually have seen that. And I think or was like once when I was younger, I'd seen something like that where someone asked like permission to kiss somebody. And I was like, wait, that's that's a thing. And I was just so shocked. And I think for me, like when when we pick up social cues, often it's through television and media. And I think for a young person watching this show or someone watching the show, they, they couldn't learn consent through this show. And if anything, they would learn just kind of the absence of consent, which I think is the more predominant narrative. And I think for me that that has just been really sad and I think really harmful that there aren't more examples to kind of say like, no, 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 this is how we should be doing something. I think that I've personally even just seen this play out. Uh, I think specifically of a conversation that I had had during one of our kind of youth education workshops that we do, you know, at Next Step, where one of the people in the group that we were doing our workshop with had mentioned that, you know, verbal consent kills the mood. And I'm like, I think it does the exact opposite. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, if if anything, making sure that the person that you're with is completely safe and completely comfortable with everything that you're doing and is completely wanting to engage in everything that you're engaging in would heighten the mood. I think that not mm-hmm. knowing that that person is completely safe and completely comfortable 
would dampen things, in my opinion. I think that learning after the fact that they just didn't feel safe or comfortable speaking up, that they weren't comfortable with what was going on, or they were kind of freezing up because they were really feeling unsafe and uncomfortable because of what was going on. And if we had more examples set of verbal communication and verbal consent in maybe TV shows and movies, maybe that opinion that it's going to dampen the mood of whatever situation that person is in might not be as prevalent. Yeah, I totally agree. I I honestly think that if we saw it more, that our perspective would change. Because I think what we see is we just get like two people who, I guess we are in love and just a cinematic like 360 like kiss shot. I don't know. It's like so so popular but never once do they verbalize or like say like like can I kiss you or do you want to be kissed like often it's just silence which I think in a lot of like Hollywood movies is cinematic but at the same time for me I think it was just like where's the consent happening and I think you mentioned like how non-verbal consent really isn't consent which like I hadn't even really like I feel like I knew that but I I feel like until you really just voice that it's like right why 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 isn't there consent happening I do completely agree with you where it can be really really challenging that there aren't examples of verbal consent at least in my mind there are two things that this might impact viewers with number one being the person who feels unsafe and uncomfortable and not feeling like they can say no Or number two, being the person who's initiating things and thinking that because someone isn't saying no or because they're married and in a long-term relationship, they're allowed to just do whatever they are feeling like doing. Absolutely. I think that's definitely the concerns that kind of fluttered through my brain as well. And yeah, I think it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, learning and picking up behavior. Like I definitely, I think like a lot of young people have used film and television as like sexual education in a way or what it what it is to be in a relationship. So I think like having damaging stereotypes or just like situations that aren't, you know, fully explained, I think um, is just really harmful. And like, like I said, I think it really was like a TV show that, when someone verbalized like can I kiss you that I just that moment always stuck with me I forget how old I was I maybe was like 14 or something and I think or even I could have even been later but I think that was just the first time I'd ever even thought that that was like something someone should do and then I was like oh I and then I I like had a first kiss that wasn't consensual so I think that was something that I've always thought about a lot about consent and and also like and sometimes like the person like can freeze. And I think when, if we're relying on nonverbal communication, even if someone isn't saying no, it doesn't mean that they inside are like internally screaming no. Um, so I think that was just like a really awesome thing. I think that I'm just like, yeah, I feel like when I saw that scene, I was just like, oh, where this was like very clearly, like there was not consent, but there's so often that it's just, it's just so blurred in film that I think, is just really unhelpful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, one thing that not many people know, because again, we don't know until somebody teaches us these things, but freezing is a completely, like, biologically natural 
reaction to being fearful or, or being in a situation that's really making you uncomfortable and anxious, a lot of people's natural like protective reaction is to freeze. And that's, you know, it's their body trying to protect them, but it does make it impossible for them to be able to verbalize that they're uncomfortable with what's going on. And that's why verbal consent is so critical because the other person can be thinking literally, well, they're not saying that they're uncomfortable. They seem fine because of the nonverbal cues I'm getting from them. But really, that person could genuinely be freaking out on the inside and are just physiologically unable to voice that. So it's so, so critical that we have verbal consent and verbal communication between these things. And I completely agree with you. We just do not see it enough for that to be the norm. And unfortunately, we see like this nonverbal like cues being accepted as consent as the norm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do wonder, you know, we saw, like you said, that sort of verbal consent, if we, <laughs> you know, like the idea of like, oh, killing the move or like, what is the mood? It's just so funny that it, it does seem like films have just like made it like this silent thing, which it's like, yeah. I feel like, like talking communication like that that can also be really sexy but for some reason it's like all of Hollywood it's just I'm like no um but it, I it would be great and and I think that would really be helpful um it would be helpful for me at least like because <laughs> I I think I also felt that way like and and I think it wasn't like until I learned about consent or and I think had a group come into my high school and, and did an example and like talked about consent. I think that was the first time I really thought about it. And I I too was like, oh, could I have, you know, if the idea of kissing someone, like I should probably or like ask. Like there's certain things that I just feel like even like I don't always feel like is my knee jerk reaction when it should be. It's like something you have to work on to remind yourself. And I think continuing to see, like you said, those silent kind of consent it's it's not reminding or priming like you to be like oh hey this is also something I should be doing because they're not doing it so what do you think people watching maybe this tv show or tv and movies in general should keep in mind while they're watching those things that might lessen some of those potential negative impacts yeah I mean I think for the the thing that you should always remember is like, like film and television are make-believe and it is you know it's like any kind of book or or thing it's it's being written and crafted and anyone writing something it doesn't mean they're infallible um and I think that's something that I always have to remind myself is just that everyone comes from different walks of life and like you're saying like often with things like with consent it has to be learned. Maybe the person writing the show or the show you're watching doesn't really know about consent. So I think it's it's always important to kind of try to remind ourselves that we're watching a fictitious world. And maybe I think like anything, we are going to learn and pick up stuff from film and television. But I think just reminding ourselves that there is a fictitious element and that maybe we should you know, follow up and do some other research. I think it's a great branching off point um, to like get curious about something like the idea of like, oh, what what does it mean to be in a relationship? But I think talking to other people, real life situations and, you know, looking up other sources that maybe are a little more credible than just 
um, a TV show is probably, I would say, always a good thing to keep in the back of your mind. I'd like to thank Olivia for being our guest speaker this month and having this conversation about consent in relationships and how watching the examples given in media has impacted her growing up and some of the things to keep in mind while we are all watching our favorite shows and movies. You've been listening to Relationship Rewind. I'm your host, Allie Williamson, and I hope you'll join us again next month on the third Tuesday from 4.30 to 5, where we will be continuing this conversation and breaking down another relationship in popular media. You can also listen to our live stream or subscribe to our podcasts at weru.org or on the WERU smartphone app. If you are a young person in Maine who is interested in being a guest speaker on the show, have ideas of media we could talk about, or you know of a young person who might be interested, please reach out to me at awilliamson at nextstepdvproject.org. As mentioned, you can call Next Steps 24-7 and free helpline at 1-800-315-5579 for support or more information about power and control in relationships and resources available to you. If you'd like to reach out to someone for more support around the topics that we've talked about today, you can call AMHC's Sexual Assault Services Program at 1-800-871-7741. If you'd like to reach out for support but you're not sure who to call, you can call 211 to find which resource may be helpful for you and to be connected with them.